You're listening to episode 225 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a podcasting coach, lifestyle entrepreneur, and a Canadian with a sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using stories to connect with and positively impact others. Here on the Room to Grow podcast, we're going deep into big topics like relationships, mental health, business, confidence, lifestyle, personal development, and entrepreneurship, and being open, honest, and real about how to learn from tough lessons along the way when life throws you into the unexpected. I bring you thoughts and guests with stories that will change the way you look at the world and yourself so that we can learn from each other and grow with lots of self-love and compassion every step of the way. There's always more room to grow. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. Emily here. And today we're going to be talking about why inspiration is not enough. (laughs) So whatever it is that you are trying to do or accomplish or an idea that you've had, that's amazing. That's amazing. But I'm giving you some tough love today and letting you know that the inspiration is not enough. That in order for the inspiration to actually turn into something, you have to take action towards it. And this is a reminder that I have to give myself sometimes too, because I, I, I'm, it's funny when years ago, I I never considered myself a creative person growing up because I only associated creativity with things like art and music and all of those things. And I just always, I would actually say to people, I'm, I'm not very creative. And I just hadn't figured out what creativity really meant and that creativity can cover this huge, wide, broad, you know, (laughs) just ridiculous amount of ideas and and, uh, things that that you can do and accomplish in life, all of those things stem from our creativity. But we have to think about it that way. And a lot of times there's sort of these, these lingering confusions about what creativity actually means. So I don't doubt that you're a creative person because everyone is a creative person. Everyone is a creative person in one way or another. And that creativity is such a beautiful thing. But a lot of times we can be inspired and, you know, even just scrolling Instagram, we can see these incredible things that people are doing or creating or some quote that really lights us up and makes us think about something in a different way or, or whatever that is. And, and these ideas populate in our head and we'll whip out our notes app. I don't know if you're like me and <laughs> your notes app is full of hundreds of different notes from little ideas. And yet, actually, that's a great example of my notes app. How many of those ideas have I actually acted upon? And I, many of them, certainly I, I have, but there's all kinds of ideas that I haven't either. And some of them maybe just didn't turn out to be the right idea. You know, it wasn't the right time. Uh, didn't fit in with other things that I was doing. Maybe I needed to finish some other ideas before I move on to the next, which is also a very common uh, issue that I know I've run into. And I've talked to so many people who also feel the same way that it's almost like sometimes too many ideas and you have to sort of finish one to completion before you start the next too. But the inspiration itself isn't enough. The idea itself isn't enough. Not if you want something to actually come of it. You have to take the action to make it happen. And an idea is great, but anyone can have an idea. The difference happens when people who take the initiative to actually execute an idea versus those of us that have an idea, but we just let it sit there idly and we never do anything about it. 
I'm actually, uh, I've got an upcoming episode on imposter syndrome because a lot of times it's the imposter syndrome that stops us from acting on the idea. And I do have an upcoming episode about that. I've also done a couple others uh, about it. Episode 91 is what to do when you feel like a fraud as an entrepreneur. And episode 134 is all about shutting down the imposter syndrome that keeps you stuck. And both of those are really great ones to, uh, to check out as well. But I am going to be going to the, into that even deeper coming up because that's often what keeps us from ever doing anything. We're like, well, who am I to, to do this thing that's never been done? Or who am I to, you know, put my unique spin on this idea that I have that somebody else has already executed? Okay, but no one else has ever done it in your unique voice with your perspective either. And this is the problem is that we, we allow a lot of times the negative voice in our head or potentially, I mean, depending on, on who you're surrounding yourself with, it could be other people that are maybe shutting down your idea as well. A, a really great book to read actually about this is um, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. It's such a fantastic book and it talks a lot about the way that ideas can come to us. And if we don't, when ideas come to us, if we don't act upon them, they'll move on to somebody else. And she actually gives some really incredible examples, just fascinating examples in that book. I highly, highly recommend it. It's a really, really great read. And I, I mean, she always writes in such a beautiful way. It's, it's, it's very easy, easy to read as well. But something else to think about here is, okay, so you have the inspiration and you want to execute it. You know, you, you want to actually take the action and you aren't just sitting, scrolling through the, the saved posts in your Instagram or anything like that, looking through all the inspiration. You're, you're ready. You're ready to take action. Okay. You've moved past that. You're ready to take action, but still nothing is happening. I've been there too. And a lot of times that's a discipline problem because if you're excited about a task, you're motivated to do it and it still doesn't get done. And you're left wondering where all the time of the day went, but that happens every single day over and over and over and over again. That might be a discipline problem. There are exceptions to this, especially for all of the parents out there right now of whom I have the utmost respect, particularly in a pandemic when people are having to homeschool their kids and juggle work and just figure out unimaginable problems that that's its own separate thing. And I give so much credit to every single parent out there. So that's a little bit separate. Beyond that, this can definitely end up being a discipline problem. And I've absolutely been there because I'm somebody who functions best with structure. And I tend to think that most of us humans function best with some sort of structure. Um, that structure can look wildly different for each individual person, but most humans tend to do best with structure. And particularly when I was traveling a lot, moving around from place to place to place to place, I, I was having a little bit of a tough time getting work done because I was never settled. I, I, I was, because the environment plays a big role as well in terms of structure, at least it does for me. And that was turning into a bit of a discipline problem because I was having to just find ways to basically glue my ass to the chair to get done whatever I needed to get done. And a lot of times, you know, we, we will make time for what's most important, even if it's only one small step at a time. So 
creating more discipline for yourself, it doesn't mean that you get some massive, huge project done in a day. It means that you take that huge project, you break it down into really, really small pieces and you work on it a little bit at a time. And yes, that might mean that it takes longer than you want it to, but at least you are still actually taking the action. You're taking the action because inspiration and motivation are not the same. And both of them can end up leaving you. A lot of times we think that, you know, the inspiration will, will stick around day after day after day after day. The motivation will, will just show up for us like magic every single day. Those aren't always going to happen. So we have to be focused on, on the bigger picture, the bigger goals and our why. Why is it that you want to do this thing? What's at the root of that inspiration? What is it that is, that is calling out to you, pulling you in, wanting to actually take action on that idea? That's the part that you can't lose sight of because once you lose sight of that, everything else will fall apart. And you won't even want to bother building in the discipline to make it happen because you will have lost sight of, of what it is you're trying to accomplish in the first place. I say all of this from experience. <laughs> All of this from experience as somebody who has wanted the motivation to show up every day and expected the inspiration to stick around and then wondered where the hell it all went and realizing that I had a discipline problem and some days I still do. <laughs> so this is something that I have to work on actively and I think a lot of a lot of us do sometimes but it gets a little bit easier over time because as you can build more structure and routine into your day hopefully if you are able to do that that's going to make it more of a habit that you, you sit down in front of the computer to work on this project or, or whatever it is that you're doing. When you make it more of a habit, it becomes automatic. And then that discipline can sometimes become just marginally easier because it's already built into your routine. So you might not be super, super motivated to work on it, but it's built into your day. So even if you don't get nearly as much done one day when you aren't as motivated, you're still going to take some incremental step forward. And part of figuring out if you have a discipline problem or not, or how to build more structure and routine into your time to take the action for this idea that you have is to start with a time audit and to start looking at your time as though each minute and hour of your day has a dollar value attached to it. And I learned this from several different mentors, teachers, and coaches, all the things over the years. So let me explain this a little bit more. So for example, time spent creating a course that will run on Evergreen and make you money back tenfold or more over the course of its lifetime, that time, the, the time spent creating that course is going to be worth a lot more than time spent washing dishes, for example, which will pay you back nothing. <laughs> Potentially not even the gratitude of the, you know, other potential household members of the, the, the dishes that you're washing for them as well. <laughs> so we all know that tasks like washing dishes can be fairly thankless jobs. Are they necessary? It depends. I mean, yeah, if, if you don't want to live with a constant dirty kitchen and if you would like to have clean dishes once in a while, yeah, it's going to be necessary. But I mean, there are things that you could potentially do with that. It's possible that, you know, you could maybe delegate them to somebody else in your household. 
um, or that they could maybe be managed in a way that's slightly more efficient, potentially. I, I mean, listen, it's not always gonna be possible to hire this stuff out because that's, for one thing, an enormous privilege, financially and otherwise, but if you can start thinking about tasks in this way, in terms of dollar values, it can help you to regroup and rearrange your calendar to maybe put more emphasis on dial moving tasks as well, which we're gonna to get to more in a minute, these dial moving tasks. Something else I, I feel is necessary to mention here though, is that women typically carry the brunt of unpaid labor in most households. That's just a fact. Anyone can Google that. You can find the statistics, they're all there. Most women don't need statistics to tell them that, that that is still usually the case. In most households, um, women still carry the brunt of unpaid labor. And that is a little bit problematic. Um, it, it, it makes it tough to then take action on these other big ideas that women might have that they don't have the time for because they're too busy doing all of the unpaid labor. So I, I do still advise you to take an audit of your time for a couple weeks. It's not fun. It's not fun to do this at all. Um, and then it, a lot of times you'll get to the end of the two weeks and you just, you're like, holy shit, where did all of that time go? And, and I mean, you can see it at that point because you're doing an actual audit. That is the point of it. But you might have your brain exploding when you look at the actual breakdown going, look how much time I spent on tasks that would be, you know, $10 activities versus $10,000 activities. And the differences between the two are things that will end up making you back money. So things like, you know, time spent building out a course, um, time spent uh, creating, oh gosh, creating a, a sales page for a high-end coaching program, um, you know, it, building relationships with people who could really help you on, on your entrepreneurial journey, like whatever that looks like, those are those kinds of, of activities and time spent doing those types of things are going to be worth a lot more than scrolling social media. Scrolling social media is a $10 activity. Yes, social media can absolutely be an integral part of our businesses, but only when used intentionally. And I also recommend setting a bit of a time limit on it as well. Also still struggling with this. <laughs> so this is something that I, I also will get sucked down the black media hole sometimes. And then I look at the clock and I'm like, what have I done? What have I done? And I get annoyed with myself and then I put the phone away. And I will have days sometimes uh, lately what I've, what I've started doing. And I go through phases with this, but lately I've started basically turning my phone off and leaving it in a completely different room and not even touching it for several hours at a time to just allow myself to actually get in flow too. And that's going to serve you so much more. So yes, there may still be household tasks that right now you aren't able to get off your plate. You aren't able to necessarily delegate to somebody else or hire out or anything like that. I totally get it. it it's, it's just not possible for everybody. Not right now, but that can also be something that you have in the back of your head as something to work towards. And you can maybe end up um, potentially managing them in a different way that could maybe maximize your time a little bit more to give you even just half an hour to an hour of a free space, free space, so-called. I know that sounds like a bit of a joke to every mom out there, but uh, <laughs> maybe a, a slightly more open space to do something with an idea that you're having. 
And again, I say this from a place of privilege as somebody who does not have children. I cannot emphasize that enough. Again, so much respect to every single parent out there, especially in 2020, especially in 2020. Okay. <laughs> Seriously. Um, so I, I, I'm saying that with huge amounts of privilege and I am more than happy to be called out on that because I cannot acknowledge enough how much respect I have for parents <laughs> who are just trying to manage life in general right now. Um, okay. So let's talk a little bit about dial moving tasks, how to determine what is a dial moving task and what isn't. So this is very closely tied into what we're talking about with breaking down, um, activities in terms of how much they would be worth. And when we're talking about dial moving tasks, it's things like the types of activities that are going to move you towards achieving a bigger goal that will make you back money. Like if we're talking about this from an entrepreneurial standpoint, that's what we're looking at here. Maybe you want to look at this a little bit differently. Maybe you want to learn a new skill. So a dial moving task towards that goal, for example, is going to be doing some, you know, spending time doing research or reading or taking a course that will help you learn that new skill. Those are the, the kinds of dial moving tasks that will apply to that particular goal. Because maybe your inspiration is that you want to learn, uh, you want to learn to speak Italian this year. Amazing. That's great. So what are the dial moving tasks that will move you closer towards achieving that? And that's where we have to get super clear on almost being fairly ruthless with how we're spending our time. If we're going to be able to make it happen, because otherwise a lot of times we can get sucked down the, the rabbit hole of just sort of busy work. Again, I've been there. <laughs> I think every entrepreneur has been where we'll be like, Oh, I'm so busy and I've got so much going on. And then I'll actually take a step back to, to look at in the past and, and to look at what I've actually been working on. I'm like, was that really the best use of my time? Like, could I have handed that off to somebody else? Or here's a question I love to ask people. If you only had one hour a day to spend on your business, what activity or, or activities would you do that would give you the biggest bang for your buck? For, for that single hour that you could spend per day, what would, what could you do in that hour that would help move your business forward the most? That's how we need to think about it. And just really being ruthlessly protective of your calendar, your time, your boundaries, and your energy. And I have more conversations coming up around this. I, I've done a couple episodes on uh, boundaries and stuff like that, uh, that I'll reference in the show notes, but boundaries are an ongoing conversation. And I also, I, I'm hearing talk of boundaries being thrown around a lot in the online space. It's kind of become this like buzzword. And this is what irritates me a little bit about the online space is that it's almost as though the needle gets stuck on these certain words. And then everyone jumps on the bandwagon. I'm talking about that one thing until it's just talked about to death, like self-care. I don't even like saying self-care anymore. Authentic is another one. Um, my, <laughs> I'm working with my, my web designer to launch my new website, which is happening very, very soon. Stay tuned very soon. Um, and we, we had a conversation about the word authentic and both of us were like, no, like do not use that word anywhere on the entire website because it's just been overused to such a degree that it is practically lost meaning, which is sad because authentic is a great word, <laughs> but unfortunately 
it's just been talked about uh, over and over and over again. But most importantly, just really being so protective of your time and of your energy because these there's a difference here between your time and your energy. You can, let's say, just as one example, have a coffee date uh, these days, maybe a Zoom date with, <laughs> with a friend and you leave that, that call feeling energized and alive and inspired and, and ready to go. And, um, you know, you're just, it, it has really helped you to replenish your energy. You leave that call feeling more energized than you went into it. The difference is if you have a call or a date or whatever with a friend or family member or whomever, where you leave it feeling drained and exhausted and kind of burnt out and just sort of, ugh, <laughs> like I can't think of any better way to describe it that kind of sums it up, right? Um, you just, you don't feel great afterwards. And what we often underestimate is how much energy those types of encounters take from us and that we have to spend as much time or more than replenishing our energy in order to just get back to our equilibrium. And that's something you need to be on the lookout for is, is the kinds of, of people and the activities that replenish you versus the ones that actually take away from your energy. So it leaves you at a negative essentially. And then you have to then spend the time and energy building things back up just to even get to base level. So be really particular about that. And I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm somebody who has to have clear free space on my calendar or I get very stressed. If, if I have something on my calendar every single day of the week, I start freaking out about it several days in advance. <laughs> and then it's just like the anxiety builds about it because I'm stressed that I don't have any spare scheduled time and not even spare time as in I'm going to lie around and have a nap. I mean, spare time as in being able to just use my focused creative energy to create something or to work on an idea or just to let my brain do its thing a little bit because that's when I'll then just all of a sudden have this download or this burst of inspiration come through and I have to quickly whip up my notes app and write down everything that just came up. But without that free, that free space, you're going to have a much harder time doing that. So be very protective of your calendar and of your time. Uh, my friend Jade Tita always talks about uh, how easy is earned. And Jade has been on the podcast twice now. He's a, a rare repeat guest. And as soon as you listen to his episodes, you'll understand why he's a repeat guest because he's awesome. Um, it's episode, episode 17, way back when, and episode 205, I believe. So both of those will be referenced in the show notes for you to go check out. I highly, highly recommend it. And Jade talks about this a lot, about how easy is earned. That a lot of times it's going to mean putting in more work up front in order to get to the easy part. Easy meaning things can just kind of flow to you a little bit more and you don't have to put in so much effort and fight so hard to make something happen. And a lot of times from, again, from an entrepreneurial, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, this is what we all want. And 
hearing something like that, the easy is earned, that can be very inspiring. But then how do we get there? So that's the difference between inspiration. You can be inspired by that quote. But what action are you going to take to actually make that happen in your own life? However that is going to look in your life, what kind of action or actions are you going to take to get to that point? And that's what I really want to underscore here is that we can hear all the amazing quotes. We can read a book. We can um, attend a workshop. We can listen to a podcast. All these things. We can be like, damn, like that lit me up. I'm so excited about that. That is awesome. I'm going to do all these things. But do you actually do them? And that's a, that's a hard question. Sometimes we have to really look ourselves in, in the mirror and go, well, fuck. No, I haven't been acting on that. And again, I've been there. I've totally, totally been there. I'm actually going to be coming out with something in the fall. Um, this is a, a really big project that is very close to my heart. And it's something that I feel like my entire life has been working towards. And I wasn't going to release it until January. And I've been talking to a lot of people uh, in, in kind of behind the scenes about it and doing some market research and stuff like that. And people are like, no, you need to release this sooner rather than later. Um, and it's, it's also something that part of the reason why I'm going to release it sooner is just because of this entire idea that I see too many people with these amazing ideas and all of this inspiration and, and this fire in them that I see, and then everything else gets in the way. Oftentimes, first and foremost, we get in our own way and we we talk ourselves out of things. We, we let our own judgments prevent us from taking the action. And, and this is part of a, a bigger conversation that I'm going to be opening. But I think that this is really important to talk about and to cultivate support so that you can have people in your corner who will help to push you towards that, whatever, whatever that is for you, whatever that goal is that, that you have in your head or whatever you're inspired to create, I want you to be able to do that. Even, you know, going back to Jade's quote, easy is earned. When we think about something like lifting weights, there, just the other day, I, I was, and, and this is not a one-time occurrence, I, uh, I knew that I, I had a heavy lift planned. Um, I, I lift heavy barbells all the time, like almost every day. And I knew that there was a particularly heavy, uh, heavy day planned. And I woke up, didn't want to do it. <laughs> Did not want to do it. And that's, un that's somewhat unusual for me because I actually really love lifting weights and it is, you know, a part of my everyday life for the most part, but I didn't want to lift, but I did it anyway, because for one thing, I needed the mental win. Even if the, the workout didn't go quite as well as I wanted and I didn't lift at quite as heavy as I wanted to, I needed the mental win of just knowing that I had moved some heavy weight around. That's a feeling that is like irreplaceable to me. And the other part of it is that being inspired to lift weights, that's not the same as actually lifting them. You can be pumped to get stronger. Like, yeah, I, I can't wait to, to get strong. I can't wait to lift that heavy weight. But if you never actually put in the reps, it's not going to matter. Like it, all kinds of people can be inspired to lift a heavy weight, but if you never lift the weight, you're never going to get to where you're trying to go. And that's the difference between inspiration and actually taking the action. 
Another example, maybe you've been inspired to start a podcast. Great. What are you going to do about it? Think about it. You know, what are you actually going to do about it? Are you going to hem and haw and then wonder why it seems like everyone else is starting one, but you aren't? Or are you actually going to take action towards it? This is why I have my podcasting for impact course is, is because I wanted to create a course that was going to be digestible so that, that you can actually consume and work through at a reasonable pace to launch a podcast, you know, in, in four to six weeks, as opposed to just sitting on the fence, wondering how everybody's doing this and wondering why you aren't having the kind of impact that you're inspired to have because everyone has a voice. Everyone has a, has a story that needs to be shared. Everyone has unique perspectives that other people need to hear. So these are the differences between inspiration and active action because inspiration, motivation are great and they can, they can ignite that spark. And that's a beautiful thing, but don't let that spark go out. Don't let the flames go out. And it will never even turn into full-blown flames if you don't take the action and if you then just let enough time pass that then you've sort of talked yourself out of that. Have you ever noticed that correlation? You can have a really fantastic idea and the longer you wait to take action on it, the more negative self-talk comes up and gets in the way and, and stands between you actually thinking it and you doing it because they're two very separate things. We can think about shit all we want, but actually doing the thing is what separates us from, from everybody else. Okay. So mostly I just felt like somebody else needed to hear this today because I have been through all of these things. I sometimes still go through all of these things <laughs> where I'll have the idea, but taking the action just seems so much harder. So I hope that this has lit you up a little bit that has maybe ignited that spark in you a little bit more, but whatever idea you have, it's time to take action. It's time to move on it and to actually do something about it. Okay. So I've got lots of cool stuff coming up for you. Truly. I'm really excited to share. I, you know, I, I kind of mentioned this big project that's coming up uh, soon in the fall. I've got the new website launching. I've got a bunch of free content that is coming your way that I'm like, all new, like brand new free content that's coming your way. Um, just really, really fun stuff. So stick around, got lots coming up for you and thank you so much for listening. And if you could share this, if you know somebody else needs to hear this, please share it on social media give me a tag over at Emily Goff coach so that I can thank you for listening. And I'm just so grateful for you tuning in today. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I'm so grateful you took the time and it means the absolute world to me. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. Be sure to tag me on Instagram over at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday and Thursday with brand new episodes and I'm looking forward to growing with you. Yeah.